<laughs> you are literally the face of this episode. Yeah. So why don't you take it away? Okay. Uh, welcome to episode 70 of the Craft Heads podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where my best friend of 20 years, we're getting really close to I the know. actual anniversary. Yeah. Did we say it was September or something? Yeah, it is definitely September. Are we just assuming we late a, September? We need to pick a date to celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. And we should go out to dinner with the gals and yeah. whatnot. Or without them. Yeah, and just suck each other off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, or we could take oh, them. I don't so know. So good. We need to get some steak tartare. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> All right. So this is the podcast about my best of my best friend and I of 20 years reviewing cocktails, being weird, like licking the rim of the glass mm-hmm. that I'm Alex excited. is doing next to me. Um, reviewing cocktails, beers, ciders, any alcoholic beverage, sometimes meals we've done a couple times, Yep. coffee. Mm-hmm. Alex and I review something given to us by fan suggestions or each other's suggestions for that matter. And then we talk about a topic for a few minutes afterwards. And if that sounds like your gig, welcome you're, to the Craft Heads Podcast. You're in the right place. So we have topic, drink, and anything else you want to cover. Let's yeah. do the drink first. Yeah, sure. Let's it. get it out of the way. So this this is something hilarious that I found. At the Beloved Tower, I found a 15-pack of an IPA. And it was on sale for $9. And I thought, I don't care what it tastes like. I'm buying it. It's Uinta, maybe? I'm U- sorry. U-I-N-T-A Brewing Company. It sounds like something out of the Midwest. It's an unfiltered IPA. It is from Utah, Salt Lake ah, City. That was right. So cheers, and then you can tell everybody the fun thing about it. <laughs> That's so easy. This is a good summer beer. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I came into the house today, and Alex gave me a choice of three beers, which we'll probably review a couple of the other ones on another day, or this one if we need another beer by the that, end of the episode. That's true. Uh, and so I picked the IPA because I had a long day. Was hoping to have maybe a, you know, a one beer buzz. I you asked Alex. None of that. I asked Alex what the ABV on this IPA is, thinking IPAs are normally a little stronger. It's four percent. Yeah, four percent is less than Bud Light. If for those of you who don't know, Bud Light's alcohol percentage is four point two percent, and this is a craft IPA with four percent. This, 4% this alcohol. is the lightest IPA I've ever had. Oh yeah, it's it's fun. I I wish. I would have been funny if we didn't know that, and then I asked, because then we could have been like, that tastes really light. Yeah. I mean, man, it's so, the aftertaste is so pleasant, and it's just like not an IPA, but it is. I'm I'm having an interesting sensation. Uh, you know when you drink an IPA, not, not, you don't know this, but this is something I do, and I'm wondering if you do the same thing. When I'm drinking an IPA with high ABV, do I keep using that right? ABV? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I noticed that I take one gulp, taste it, sit it down. Both drinks I've had of this, I've taken three consecutive gulps before. Oh, I put it yeah. Down. It's not like a one and done <laughs> thing. It's just like, oh, I can do this quickly again. It's refreshing. Mm. It's very. It's almost like it's mixed with orange juice. Yeah. It's, it kind of tastes like orange juice. You know, that's actually another thing is my brewer friend, Joe Lazara, who will eventually be on an episode. Yes, and maybe eventually. you're listening, Joe. Uh, the brewers, all, all of his friends are brewers, and I'm hanging out with them all the time. And the fruity IPA craze that's going on right now really bothers brewers. 
because it, you're just taking away from the IPA flavor and just IPA masking it. In essence, yeah, it's already a flavored yeah. beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is insane. Extra hoppy, you know, whatnot. That which is kind of more of an aftertaste. Hops are an aftertaste, sure. but citrusy, you know, summery IPAs are basically for all of those non-beer drinkers yeah, that like want to drink an IPA. It's like a sh- it's the shandy of IPAs. Mm-hmm. It's very it's it's very interesting. At least this one isn't flavored. It's just Oh, and by the way, it's Uinta Pack It Out Unfiltered IPA. That's the name of the beer. Yep, gotcha. Pack It Out. Cool. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. So another another quick, you know, housekeeping item for UCHPers out there. Uh, I we have been moving to a lot of guest episodes lately, at more and more than ever, and uh, we're going to continue with that, especially in the next week and a half. This Thursday, uh, today we're recording this on the twelfth of August. Uh, this Thursday coming up, I will be leaving for Norway, mm-hmm. uh, Europe, with uh, girlfriend Claire. We'll be doing the Europe Circle trip of. Oslo, Norway, Dublin, Ireland, and Bergen, Norway, which is a little bit of a triangle. They're relatively close to each other, short flights in between, three days each. So I'm going to be gone for 10 days, and I think Alex will be dropping an episode or two with some more guests. Yep. And uh, this one will be out in the middle. But we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Honestly, nothing nothing is changing. It's just because we're up to a point where we have a lot of listeners and, and and a lot of patrons who are expecting content because I have a a more flexible schedule than Tommy obviously I'm just making sure we keep on giving you guys content mm-hmm. like the the premise of the show with Tommy and I and everything else like that's not changing it's just I'm making sure that there's no there's not a is it Darth or Dearth oof I don't know Darth of content I'm going to kill myself I'm making lapse. sure that there is no lapse in content. Yeah. Thank you. Let's bring so. you back to normal human speak. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Um, and and obviously there'll always be a cocktail, beer, mm-hmm. you know, drink yep. for the episode. Except for just a couple episodes ago when you were with Yodi and Sven because they're non-drinkers. Yes, exactly. That was an exception. And then Yaley on the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood episode bailed me out. Because he happened to be drinking a true, yeah, so, and you weren't drinking, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he bailed me out there. Which we still need to do our water seltzer review episode. Yeah, although mm, it's it's becoming so trendy, I'm shying away from oh, it. Oh no! Yeah, dude, I'm real sick of hearing about them. <laughs> well, White let's claw. let's knock it out now, so yeah, you right. can be crafty about it. <sighs> well. That's we and we can be like we started the trend, even we, though we definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah, we got to get uh, back to it once you get back from from Norway. Then okay, maybe, maybe we'll or you could bring back some crazy ice wine or something super cool like that. I hope we get to bring back something. Uh, I it's actually pretty hard to get alcohol in Norway. Actually. Oh really? Uh, not hard, but there they have a store that has a monopoly on alcohol above twenty percent. Wow. Or above. Yeah, I think it's above 20% in Norway, where they're only sold in a certain brand of store. Oh, man, I wish I could remember the name of it right now. Is that a fart, or is that the couch? No, no, that was the couch. Oh, shitting good. itself. <laughs> well, anyways, you can only go to this place. There, There's several of them spread around, but they actually call it an alcohol monopoly in Norway. Well, that's weird, but think about it this way. Mm-hmm. State of Pennsylvania. Same thing. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm and I'm very against it in PA, and it's annoying and prohibition esque. But yeah, if you want to get spirits, you have to go to to the liquor store. What's wines and spirits? Uh-huh. The, the PA controlled 
liquor store. Yeah, so it's so. the same thing. And it, actually, apparently, people in Norway are very pro this monopoly because... Aren't they a socialist nation, or am I way off? I, one of those Scandinavian countries is. Keep going, I'm going to find out. Okay, um, and maybe you can find out the name of that liquor. Yeah. I, I'll do that. Fuck it, we're, we're going to do it. Right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the name of this state-run, or I'm sorry, it's, yeah, state-run yeah. wine monopoly is actually literally Vin Monopolet, which okay. is literally translated to wine monopoly. Yeah. So that's what they've got going on in Norway, and that's the only way, that's the only way that you can buy it. So people over there, super interesting, I, I was reading about it for a sec, is young people already feel a lot of pressure to drink so the fact that they don't there's only one place to get alcohol and you actually have to coordinate if you want to drink with people right makes it a lot less accessible and a lot less pressure so people are pro huh yeah yeah that's interesting and i when you were looking that up i i don't want anybody to quote me i maybe it's one of again i was thinking of the scandinavian countries Finland, Sweden, Norway, mm -hmm. and they all are. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think there are fully so socialist states. They they might have socialized Medicare and stuff like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, don't come to me for any um, Scandinavian politics because I'm not very well versed in them. Okay, great. So there you go. Moving forward. Yeah, <laughs> moving forward. The topic of the episode. I got a couple more things. Oh, go for if it if you don't mind. No, no, no. Go right ahead. Uh. Real quick, you mentioned you gave me a Rick Ross song to listen to on the way home. I, I did, and this was courtesy of, of Jay Kurtz. It, obviously, I oh, didn't okay, find the song. It. Gotcha. Um, well, I don't think I told you this, but I saw Rick Ross in the airport, the Atlanta airport. Like, That's amazing. Last month. He was standing in like the, the normal people's line, yeah. with, and I don't know why. Saving money. But I'm he just kidding. It was obviously him, like huge beard, like kind of overweight, just absolutely blinged out. And you could and he was like pulling out wads of cash, which I've actually noticed with with wealthy or wealthy I'm sorry to say this black men. I've noticed There's nothing several wrong times. But I'm I'm stereotyping them right now, so okay. that's why I'm apologizing. This is a good stereotype. <laughs> Lots of cash. Yeah. Every time I'm behind somebody who's something uh, from the black community, I feel like they're always pulling out literal wads of cash from their pants. Like, why are they traveling with so much cash? Maybe because, A, they have the confidence that they can defend themselves from would-be thieves, and, B, because they don't want... Um, Uncle Sam in their pocket. Yeah. And I'm all for it. Okay. So I, whatever the reason is, I like it. Well, Rick Ross pulled out several of them, and I was like, that is definitely Rick Ross. And then he sooner, sooner or later in that you know, exchange, he was talking to somebody, and they just pulled him out of line and brought him to the front and like let him go through. Is it possible he's a guy... Who really, really wanted you to think he was Rick Ross? <laughs> it's possible, it sure. Po okay, I okay. don't know for sure, but I did. I also saw random people going up to him and like kind of giving daps. They were like, like yeah. he was shaking hands with a couple people and like giving pounds. And I was like, the only explanation here is it's Rick Ross. It was, looks exactly like. Was him. there like a random woman just tailing behind him, going Maybach music <laughs> or nothing like that? No. Okay. And also sticking with the uh, the rap cast right now. <laughs> I, Kurtz and I were talking recently because he's also my, my beer's gone, but mine's not. I'm like halfway done because I've been talking. No, I know it's it's hilarious. It's so easy to drink. Um, Chance the rapper, yeah, which is also 
Curtis's dog's first dog's name. Yeah. He came out with an album that I'm a big fan of, and it's called The Big Day for You Rap Heads Out There, and I just wanted to give it some love because I've been playing it nonstop lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever really listened to any Chance songs. Not really. I can't I can't name one. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one if you're ever interested, which sure. I know you might not be, or you might be, but whatever. Um, and last thing I wanted to mention, moving on from rap cast and the movie cast, I watched a disturbing movie this weekend. Oh, what is it? I mean, it's a Netflix original. Perfect. But it's a Stephen King novel remade into a movie. Gerald's Game. Yes. Oh, I love Gerald's Game. Did you watch it? Yes, I watched it, like, I don't know, at least a year ago. That movie, that the ending. Yes. Y- dude, can we spoil it? Yeah. Let's talk about it real quick. We're yeah. Gonna, spoilers hey, for Gerald's hey, Game. Hold on, I gotta close the door, because one of these days, I want Tara to watch it. Okay, alright. Dude, this audible for the podcast is making me very happy. Okay. Okay. Spoilers for Gerald's Game on Netflix. If you want to watch it, it's a horror thriller. Not so, um, it's a horror thriller, period. And I will put a timestamp in the episode description for the beginning and end of this conversation so that you can come back to the topic. Mm -hmm. Go. So, we started this movie, and I gotta tell you, I was really uncomfortable from the beginning, because not only did I know that we were about to watch a horror thriller, I was under the influence with my friends. We had come back from a day of hanging out and whatnot. The beginning of the movie just made me so uncomfortable. It was so real. Yeah. It was so real. I just couldn't... There was nothing fake about this movie, and the actors did such a good job. He's a good actor. Bruce something. Yeah. I, I, he's good. A lot of these people were all from the House on Haunted Hill, did, which mm-hmm. I don't think you watched. No, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. It was a huge craze last year. It was another horror Netflix original. I've heard all about it. And, like, all the main, the main girl, the dad of the girl, and the dad's wife. In the flashbacks, wow. they were all from the house on Haunted Hill. Bruce Greenwood is the guy who plays Gerald, and then this Carla uh, Gugino, or her, yeah. That so was... Bruce wasn't in House on Haunted Hill, but Henry Thomas was. Gotcha. Henry and and Carla were married in House on Haunted Hill. Not, Interesting, but, but she was her his dad. Yeah, in sure. The show. Ooh, and then I can't wait to get to him. Okay, Ooh. so let's <laughs> let's give uh, folks a quick premise who didn't care about spoilers yeah. and want to hear. Um, Carla, who is the wife of Bruce, uh, they're married, and we don't, I don't think we ever even really get their names. Oh, yeah, I think we do. Uh, who cares? But yeah. they are go, they go into a mountain house in the middle of nowhere to revitalize their marriage. And this is like how the movie starts out. They, they're basically going to have sex, like from the get go. And by, to revitalize, loveless they, marriage. Yeah, they wanted to, like, make it a little kinky. So he yeah. handcuffs her onto the poles and starts having his rape fantasy with her. And she has a freak out because she was suppressing some rape, you know, molesty things that happened to her when she was younger from her father. Uh, And so she basically kicks her husband off of him and she was like, this isn't going to help. He also popped a bunch of Viagra. He popped a bunch of Viagra, so he was really raging. (laughs) Raging hard. It was like three puns there. Okay, good. Continue. Uh, So Bruce ends up uh, like having a heart attack on top of her dying while she's handcuffed to the pole and she is stuck in the middle of nowhere screaming for help nobody's coming to her 
and she can't break the bedpost because they're reinforced. Mm-hmm. So the entire movie is... She's also, like, practically cru- like in a crucifixion stance. Like, right. you, you don't have any leverage. Like both that. both arms to, yeah. to opposite bedposts. Yeah. So she's wide... She's Her hands are wide open, and she can't do anything. So the whole movie is her basically having a good guy, bad guy, angels on her shoulder that are, like, herself and her husband being the bad guy talking to her trying to get like talk her through the situation and what's going on and what kind of thoughts she's suppressed but the point of the story is if you're really into like that premise it was a really good premise but it was so real that it was disturbing yeah well it not only was all of that very i don't want to say relatable to me personally but i think it's a very human thing and that that might be a common problem and you know long marriages and things like that and I, I think this could happen to uh, to a normal person or a normal couple. Yeah. And it wound up being, it started getting there are there are a series of things that happen like when the dog comes in because mm-hmm. the, the the door is just open in the cab and you know she's completely completely unsecure in mm-hmm. the, in this place, and and there's this dead body on her and then you get I can't remember. I'm gonna watch it again. Mm-hmm. I can't remember no, exactly what I don't happens. Know if I'll ever be able to watch it again. I don't remember what happens to his body and, and the dog and everything. But eventually, there's like a a super. It's almost supernatural, but they sort of wind up explaining it as there's there's this psychopath, like a like a homicidal serial killer who is sort of a myth in the area or sort of like legendary that was the big twist of the movie is that she keeps being visited by this character that has a giant head and he's the guy from he's the giant in twin peaks for anybody who's ever watched that show so uh she and she thinks that she's hallucinating death coming to kill her and he keeps like showing up and just staring at her and like really making her uncomfortable and she's scared during the night Mm -hmm. obviously but uh so she Moving forward, she ends up getting out of this by uh, breaking a glass that was on the nightstand above her head. She breaks this glass in her hand. She somehow finagles it into her hand, breaks it on like the wall with her right hand that barely has any mobility, and gets a sharp piece of glass and shoves it into the wall and is able to cut her wrist to lube it up basically cut you know fillet the skin on her wrist and hand degloving to to pull her hand through the handcuff so Mm -hmm. at this point we like they really they they build it up they know you know you're about to watch this happen but they spared no piece of gore Mm -mm. on this scene and jared and i are absolutely losing our shit. We're sitting next to each other, screaming at the top of our lungs, and like pushing each other and not looking away from the screen. And Claire is sitting next to us, quiet as shit. And we're like, we're freaking out for seriously a straight two, two, three minutes for this scene while it's going on. Her just pulling her her hand out. Ugh, it was disgusting. And we look over and we're like, Claire, how did you not react to that? And she was like, that that was pretty hard to watch. Mm-hmm. We, but we were. I, it was the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching a movie. That's that's really impressive. And honestly, the way that they portray this guy... And again, that was the twist that he... You think that it's supernatural and it winds up not being, which in a way makes it way scarier. Oh, the guy, yes. Yeah. So the the death that keeps visiting her was actually a real serial killer. Yeah. And, but, he, and, but he spared her life. For some reason, this was this was the part that was like hard for me to understand. Yeah, she gets out and she ends up, you know, 
calling for help and they for the last like 10 minutes of the movie they wrap it up and basically say that this guy that kept visiting her killed several people in in these mountains these woods but spared her life because she basically wasn't scared of him i think that she was hallucinating so many things that she you know and she this guy kept visiting her and she would just stare at him thinking that she was hallucinating death and trying to be strong for him that he just like did, felt the need not to kill her he fed on people's fear mm. i think and like oh, um, I, this is a shitty way of putting it but like got his kicks off of killing people because of that and mm. he wasn't getting his his satisfaction yeah. but yeah, the, and the way he's portrayed and what he looks like in the movie. I mean, this guy's crazy looking. You can Google him. He, he's wild looking, and he's a zillion feet tall. But they also make him up to look even more macabre and supernatural. And I remember I watched, not only did he scare me in the way he was portrayed, but Ugh. we have a mutual friend, Now, won't mention on the air. John Slice. No. <laughs> we have a, a friend who has, I don't want to say hallucinated, but who has seen and experienced similar supernatural occurrings with a being that is so similarly described to this movie. And this person's never seen the movie. that It's like really weird to me in my head. Because oh my god, imagine this, them watching the movie. This person has had sleep paralysis a couple of times in their lives, mm -hmm. in his or her life. And I have too, but I've never seen anything crazy like that. Uh -huh. So... It, you, you'll have to talk to this person at okay. some point. I've, had, totally I've cool. also experienced some sleep paralysis in my life as well. Um, but and, and it has been like, you you know, waking up and thinking you're seeing something and you can't move. I hate it. It's, yeah. it's really bad. But at the same time, I'm so fascinated with the feeling of the sleep paralysis that I don't feel, like, scared by it. I'm, For, also, I'm also, I'm like, this is just crazy to me that I, that, like, I'm viewing, it's weird. For me, it's the most terrifying experience I, I've had. Mm -hmm. And it's only happened fully, I think, maybe twice in my life. Maybe three times. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, it's also different from like waking up from a nightmare or a dream and seeing a shape and then just slowly processing, okay, that's not it. I've never actually like seen something. Mm -hmm. else, but I've, I've pictured, actually funny enough, similar to the movie, I've pictured you know faces of stuff that I see on the wall. That like form into faces right. with my with my vision like my dulled vision in the in the dark yeah uh, and I, it, every single time it happens to me you know I like I ha it, it definitely is a nightmare you know it's fully the feeling of a nightmare but it's also I, I I almost like try to get back into it like I almost fall asleep and like want to get feel it again because it's such an interesting um, sensation yeah. No, I, I I totally understand that. It's otherworldly. It feels like you're tapping into something else, yeah. and that and I get that allure as much as you trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, thirty or twenty twenty some minutes in, let's uh, jump to the top. <laughs> okay. I, I really enjoyed that, and I'm yeah. gonna again. I'll put notes in the episode about that. Yeah. But we haven't done this in a while. We have a new Hosbog patron. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Brady B. Mm. <laughs> been a while so this is look how big the, it's, the it's noise the waveform it's beautiful it's sorry for breaking your speakers friend it's okay friend and listener um this is actually <clears throat> the brother of listener and patron jake and kelly both of them it's kelly's brother and this is very exciting because they told me they were like a five dollar 
patron up from him is a big deal. It's like a normal person doing fifty dollars because he's he's he you know he's college student. Um, no, no, oh, I, okay. no. I, he's just you know he's he's like anybody smart anyway, very calculating and protective of the money that he earns. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And the fact that he is willing to donate five dollars a month to us is very awesome and we appreciate you brady so thank you for thank that. you brady and i hope to I, I feel like i'm saying this a lot i hope i get to meet you sometime oh you know it's, it's all gonna come to to fruition one of these days we're gonna we're gonna get big enough where we can or- orchestrate something uh, awesome i like it yeah S- slow and steady uh increase exactly so he actually messaged me on patreon i'm just gonna go ahead and read his message right here because i found it very entertaining Love the podcast, guys. I've worked it into my regular uh, queue of podcasts that I listen to at work, the gym, or anytime, really. Alex, thank Jake for getting me into the podcast. I love banter, and you guys have lots of it, and I really liked Podcast 66. Pause. That's the one with uh, veganism and fasting, mm-hmm. and, and he's also a vegan, and he's also a not-annoying vegan. Okay. Brady. <laughs> Back to the message. If you do a topic in the future and you haven't already talked about it, Base the episode on the themes of the book Hacking Darwin. I've been reading it lately at Barnes and Noble, parentheses, and not paying for it, parentheses, <laughs> and have the following question. In the future where gene editing is mainstream, would you genetically modify your kids pre-birth to cure genetic diseases, alter their IQ, or pick their personality? This book is a mind fuck, and I think it would spark some interesting conversations on the podcast. Okay. Who do we know who the author is? No, I can look that up. That's a really good call. I should have done that. I feel like we definitely need to shout love to the author. Um, I Hacking don't know. Darwin is by Jamie Matzel. It looks like yeah, Met- Jamie Metzel. Okay, Jamie Metzel. Um, I don't know the premise of the book, but I understand kind of the the gene mapping that we're you know eventually moving towards. Yeah, and I we're think talking that about that, not the book. There, there really there already is like people are already picking what genes they want to put in their babies mm-hmm. just by like the eggs i think they're able to uh get the dna from eggs cells already what do you know anything about it i i mean we've we've as humanity we've been dabbling in this for quite some time mm-hmm. i mean i mean getting rid of certain diseases and, and everything is is pretty run-of-the-mill actually mm-hmm. I, I can't cite any specifically i remember reading about them in bio, biology class um you know even a few semesters ago mm-hmm. but the question would you do it and how far would you go and what would you what do you view as a good thing and a bad thing what's off limits i here are my thoughts mm-hmm. and i think we might differ on this mm-hmm. i have a feeling that you're going to be an au natural kind of guy i'm somewhere in the middle of the road okay Continue. all right i th- i am kind of on the end of uh, yeah i think i could I'll, I'll i'll pick the best genes i want to pick all the way but I feel like the genes slash, you know, traits that you want to pick with your child can only come from you and your wife. Hmm. So like you that. can't you can't go out and be like, I want to pick a six eight basketball player's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like length gene or whatever would cause the the child to grow to yeah. that height. Um, I feel like your spouse that you choose, you can pick the best traits from them and the best traits from you. And make a child from that but not actually now that i'm talking about it we're basically just going to increase and increase and make humanity eventually the gods yeah gods of every 
person. Well, here's here's a very a simple problem to come up with. As soon as Brady brought this up, it made me think of a movie that our uh, one of our English teachers, shout out Mr. McCowan, <laughs> made us watch. It was called Gattaca. It's from 1997. Battlestar Gattaca. <laughs> yeah, Battlestar Gattaca. It's with Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, and Jude Law. And basically, every... Everybody, it's totally commonplace, gene modifying and editing before uh, having babies. And those who have had that done are valid or valids. Mm-hmm. And then, I haven't. it's been so long since I saw the movie, I don't remember if they, the, the joke with invalid or invalids, mm-hmm. let's call them invalids. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually what it would be. And those are the people that haven't had anything done, and they are inferior genetically. They have birth defects. They have whatever, you know, maybe like a congenital heart disease or something like that. And they are straight up. They're, they're, treat, they're like second-class citizens, mm-hmm. the best-case scenario. And they are, you know how, in theory, as long as you apply yourself and you have – actually, this is getting a little bit philosophical. I was going to say as long as you have the brains for it and everything, but – you can be anything you want to be today. Mm-hmm. For for lack of a better, or I'm generalizing, but I do believe that. And unless you have some, you know, if you're mentally retarded, mm-hmm. then that does not apply. Right. It goes without saying. But in general, if you're a, a fairly average, healthy person, if you put enough work and effort into something, you can, you know, you can be an astronaut if you want. Mm-hmm. Well, like in the movie, this guy he is precluded from doing like he's just not allowed to do that because he's an invalid mm-hmm. so invalid yeah it's so <laughs> funny no it, it, i'm making a joke but anyways when i said that i was sort of on the fence it is a weird gray area for me because it's let's say for example we have a a, a switch we can flick on every baby born for the rest of humanity's time that cures Mental retardation. It cures mm-hmm. Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's obviously a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But also, what about, you know, where do you draw that line? And and also, this is literally what the Nazis did. Mm-hmm. Like, they were all about creating a perfect society. Right. You know, and, oh, this this person has, uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of a, of a muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. They're, like, taken away into a camp and never heard from again. Mm-hmm. It, it's like... There is a weird line. I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, um, let's say AIDS. Mm-hmm. Let's say that we can, and I think they're working on stuff like this because again, I t- talked about it in biology class. Like there are certain gene receptors where if you turn one on or off or get rid of it or put something in its place or whatever, you're just it doesn't it doesn't eliminate HIV, but it makes human beings no longer susceptible to it. And it's right. like, yeah, that's an amazing thing. Okay. What about just giving somebody brown eyes and being really handsome? Or, you know, I don't know. All right, I got it. I or have a good... Ten-foot cock. <laughs> yeah, ten-foot. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, horrible. Um, I got a good counterpoint. Not not so much to what you're saying, but another another pro choosing genes, modificate, modifying genes how you want them. What if there's only a select number that you can do per baby? You're like, okay, you have three traits you can give a give your baby <laughs> like for a video sure. Game. Yeah, for sure. Whatever you want to do. Like, do you want to like do you want to have brown eyes or blue eyes? Okay, that's one. Do you want to make sure this child never can never has uh, a marker for Crohn's disease? There, there that's two. Mm-hmm. Do you want this child to be over or under for a male six foot or mm-hmm. for a girl? You know can 
will never be able to get over 140 pounds, 150 pounds, whatever. Sure, yeah. Just like fast metabolisms. Those are your three. Okay, good choices. And that's just, that would be really interesting in in the, uh, I guess this would have to be before you got pregnant. I was going to say in the nine months of like the incubating period. Yeah. But that, the, the baby would already be ready. But I guess that would be just another thing for couples to decide on together. When you, you were saying that, I pictured a sword in a video game that has three slots and you can put three augmentations in it and you have to calculate which ones are the best. We are yeah. nerds. Who, who regulates that then, though? Because it sounds to me like the government would and uh-huh. you know my feelings on that. <laughs> and the whole thing is, is a giant mess. It really is. I mean, I... Well, I mean, there I, just I have to be a way that, there's, that you really can't I mean, there's no way to get around it. You can't, yeah. you can't not choose, and you can't choose. I don't know. Maybe you can't not. Choose. I mean, let's let's just say that there there was legislature passed, and you can pick three things, five things, ten things, whatever. There's always going to be a black market, mm-hmm. and therefore superhuman individuals are going to are, are going to pop up. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. So then what? Uh-huh. And then you're going to have the the valids and the invalids and whatever else. Maybe a, a, another subclass beneath that. I, I definitely think there is a line that that's easily crossed with, yeah. with this, but I also think that the the benefit to society in the first place before somebody tries to take advantage of it yeah. is is phenomenal. Well, here's another thing though. Obviously everybody has bad experiences and bad things happen to them and we're not perfect. We're very, very far from it, meaning humanity. But when you look at over the course of our existence, we've gone uphill mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. Like healthier, bigger, better, bigger, better, <laughs> stronger, athletic, smarter. Yeah. yeah, and and as a society, we have we have progressed con- continually. Mm-hmm. So this is too, we're we're exponentially increasing at that point. And yeah, like get out yeah, of control. And, and then yeah, exactly. Then that's like with technology and, mm-hmm. and everything. Sure, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is. Maybe this is a don't fix what isn't broken situation. We are constantly getting better. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and we've done that since the beginning of time. So, and and I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that I come down on one side of the fence or the other. And I'm not trying to convince you or the listeners of anything. I'm just trying to point out all sides here. Well, I I like you playing devil's advocate on this because I feel like you do pick a side on a lot of stances. Oh, definitely. I'm glad that you're kind of neutral here. This is a hard one. Pointing it all out to you. I have one more thought to throw at you. Yeah. What about being able to pick these three things and you can only have one kid? So Um, you can't just make like a family of superhumans or exactly to your specifications. Oh, maybe you could. Oh, I see. So... You could either have as many kids as you want naturally, which is the mm-hmm. way it should be, mm-hmm. versus you can do this, but you can only do it one time. Right. Yeah, that's that's an interesting compromise. I don't know. I'm just I just think that there's a lot of really cool ways that you could think about this or implement this if it was ever a thing yeah. without it being say without saying we're gonna become a superhuman race. Yeah. I mean, but and then some other people might be completely on the opposite side of this and say that our manifest destiny is to become superhuman mm-hmm. to literally become better because yeah. you had homo um 
habilis, I think, and then Homo erectus, and now we're Homo sapiens. Maybe mm-hmm. the whole point is to go beyond mm-hmm. Homo and then, sapiens. And then we're Homo... Homo. <laughs> homo. homo. Uh, super Homo. Yeah, yeah super Homo. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Homo superior. Yeah, that. well, that's um, mutants. In, oh, okay. in, in the in the lore of X Men and in, in the Marvel universe, mutants are literally their own species. They're Homo superior. I'm definitely not saying that you could flip a switch that would make you have superpowers by any right, means. Right. These are just purely the twenty what twenty three genes, forty six, twenty three pairs, twenty three in me. Yeah. Isn't that what it oh is? yeah, twenty three pairs. Yeah, that's yeah. good knowledge, Tommy. Yeah. Twenty three pairs of genes in your in your in your DNA, mm-hmm. right? Genome. Yeah, in your genome, know, and you pick three of those that you want to do tinker with tinker with yeah well i mean uh, obviously any zillion number of different traits can go into all of it's not you don't have just 23 traits mm-hmm. you know obviously um yeah or maybe it would be something like physical versus intellectual slash physiological slash mm-hmm. mental editing like maybe one's allowed and the other isn't yeah you know oh you mean like if you flip the switch on one the uh, another one gets no, down no, what i'm saying is maybe maybe you can only edit height mm-hmm. um eye color um you know body weight what mm-hmm. all the physical things about somebody and, and diseases and susceptibilities versus not tinkering with empathy mm-hmm. and kindness yeah. and even iq level you know what i mean those are all things that are much more problematic yeah i would say things that you think they're traits that you have no control over from the time you're born yeah exactly because that that at the end of the day that's what makes us all so different mm-hmm. i mean sure you have me i'm like 5 11 ish and then you have basketball players who are 6 8 but he has no advantages over me as like as a human other than he, he can definitely play in the NBA. Yeah. But it, it doesn't preclude me from like competing with him on other levels. Yeah. Whereas if you have somebody who is you know, mentally and physically superior, then you have that same problem. I don't know. It's crazy. I love That book I, sounds really interesting. I want to... Maybe I'll read it. In Barnes & Noble without paying for it. Or I'll just <laughs> take it on my Norway trip and read all about it and there have more go. to say. That's a good idea. That would be really... We could revisit this topic. It's a cool topic. Great topic. I love it, Brady. And I would really like to spend some more time on it with you, maybe. Somewhere. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, I mean, there. I would be very into... And I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before. If somebody wants us to take a deep dive on a topic, like we get in, boom, shout outs, Patreon, or patrons, drinks, and then we just do a deep dive... But we have to do homework to be more knowledgeable on it first. We can definitely do that. I, he His question was like, what do you think about mm-hmm. it? You know, what are the problems? That kind of a thing. More of a speculation. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, Gerald's game happened also. That, so. that was great. Uh, I want to talk to you more about it later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, do you want to get another beer? Yeah. All right. See you. Bye. Bye.